we let it in, the ship could be infected. You know the quarantine procedure. 24 hours for decontamination. It could die in 24 hours. Open the hatch. Listen to me. If we break quarantine, we could all die. You still don't understand what you're dealing with, do you? Perfect organism. It's structural perfection is matched only by its hostility. You admire it. I admire its purity. Cargo and ship destroyed. I should reach the frontier in about six weeks. With a little luck, the network will pick me up. This is Ripley, last survivor of the Nostromo, signing off. Hey everybody, welcome to uh, another fine, sweet, sweet episode of Citizen Frame. Um, today's a, it's going to be kind of a fun one. We are talking the 1979 classic, and I think everyone would agree that this is considered one of the greatest sci-fi horror films of all time. We are talking Alien. And as usual, we will be spoiler-filled, but if you haven't seen, if you Pretty much don't know the spoilers. What the fuck planet are you? What <laughs> yeah. planet are you on? Where have you been living? <laughs> yeah, and there would be harsh language, which I goes without saying. Joining me today is the usual band of misfits. Trevor, good to be here. Cool man, and an old face is back, and that whoop, whoop. is Chris. Welcome yeah. back. Yeah. Hey, welcome back, Chris. Yeah, good to be back. Good to be uh, back. Looking forward to and what here. What a film to come back on as well. Back with That's the right. Yep, the pro board let him out early, um, <laughs> so he can uh, on good behavior, so we can talk alien. A lot of begging. <laughs> uh, where do we start? Listen, we're gonna go pretty quick on this one because everyone knows how alien works—the beginning, the middle, of the end, and so forth. Uh, but before we begin, I want to do a little shout out. Um, as we all know on this podcast, my biggest, my biggest favorite director is John Carpenter. And John Carpenter went to USC film school, the most one of the most, if not the most prestigious film school. And his buddy there was a guy called Dan O'Bannon. Now, Dan O'Bannon and him teamed up for a little fun take on 2001 called Dark Star, a very offbeat, kind of a Mighty Python kind of look at, you know, like a space odyssey. Uh, quite funny if you guys want to check it out. Obviously, Carpenter went his way. He went on to do Assault on Precinct 13 and The Great Halloween. But Daniel Bannett went a different direction. Well, he still did horror. I guess you could say the same direction. Mm-hmm. But he wrote a little script called, ready for this one? Star Beast. Yes. It sounds, like, it sounds like a bad porno, doesn't it? Yeah, sounds I know. I know. Star <laughs> Beast. Star Beast. And created, obviously, the film we know as Alien. Now, the reason I bring this up, when we talk Alien, we think of H.R. Giger. It's Giger, Giger, I believe. Yeah, who designed Giger. the monster. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. we talk Ridley Scott, of course. And Walter Hill all have their, they're the ones who seem to be their names on the top of the billboard. But what people don't realize, Daniel Bannon is the guy who helped create this franchise. He wrote it. Um, he wrote it. Yeah. He also went on to do a movie called Life Force, The Return of the Living Dead, and Total Recall. Yeah. Um, so I just want to give that shout out because he just passed away. Well, he passed away a few years ago. And I just don't think he gets the recognition he deserves. Yeah. Um, so Funny. I just want to give that little shout out to Dan O'Bannon. 
Funny you say that, Kieran, as well. It seems to be a few people in this film that don't really get the recognition. I know that, uh, I know we spoke about H.R. Geiger there, but um, he had to kind of fight for a bit of recognition as well during this, uh, and I know there was a bit of fallout as well. Uh, and then the the actual guy who plays the alien, uh, Bajago. Yeah, like he's, 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 an Af- he's African, isn't he? Yeah, his, and yeah, his name African. is Obolaji Ob- and I may be pronouncing yeah. that incorrectly, but I uh, sort of have it in front of me. Yeah, but not many, like, if you think about it, he played probably the most well-known part, and yet, if you asked anybody who he was, I would be very surprised if many it people knew. It was basically his only yeah. acting role, and he died yeah. well at the age of 39. He was from Nigeria. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I knew he was. He was we, we talk about Alien before we get into it. It's sad. We see Ian Holm, John Hurt, yes. Yaffa Kodo, we've just lost yeah. within the last two two years. Yeah. Um, and these are all obviously actors in the film. Um, so, uh, yeah. yeah, there you have it. Little connection there. Um, all right, so Alien. Uh, <laughs> okay, it's story time. Um, my my, I was supposed to see this in the theater. Okay, it was 1979. It was Needham, Massachusetts. I was eight years old. I don't care. I wanted to see Alien. So my mom's like, "Okay, yeah, we could go sometime to see that." So the next day, my brothers come in with a big smiling on their faces, big fucking grins, and I'm like, "What?" Yeah, my brother Brian just ran up to me. We saw Alien, and they ran away. So I start crying. I want to see Alien. That's not fair. But so my mom's like, okay, we'll take you to go see it tomorrow. I'm like, cool. She didn't take it E.T., did you? No. No, you know what I fucking got? I got to go see Charlotte's Web. <laughs> so I got screwed. Not only did I get screwed, yeah. the fucking spider, Charlotte, dies at the end. I'm crying my ass off at the end of this film. <laughs> I was just about to say. I can't look at a spider without bawling now. I'm still having flashbacks. Charlotte's Web is horrific in its own way. I know. And I never got to see Alien. I got to see this piece of shit, which still breaks my heart every time <laughs> I talk about it. So I never got to see Alien on the big screen until Aliens came out. I got to see the double header, which was nice to see. Um, but yes, uh, Alien 1979, uh, this, pretty much the movie focuses on the Nostromo, which is a towing vehicle of mining coal and so forth, or whatever it is. And they decide just to stop over to get an SOS signal. They stop in. One gets face-hugged, brings the alien Aww. on board, and it starts taking them out one by one. Um, that's pretty much the story. Could, could I just say as well, it, it's all... It, it's not like a sort of um, a coincidence oh, either. Yeah. It's all been set up by the Yeah, company, at first you think company. it's just a, a welcome signal, but it's they find out during the film, I believe, right? They, they find out that it is a stay-away signal. Yeah, but they were misled to say it was a come hither, come come on, you know, come to our planet and say hello. It um, actually, it actually does a wee link as well. Well, what I what I take as a link at the the second film, um, Aliens, when the first land on the planet, and um, I think it's Ash is kind of getting the readings of kind of saying, oh, it's carbon dioxide, hydrogen. And then he goes, oh, there's quite a deep layer of coal. In other words, this could be actually quite profitable here, you know, where, where we've landed. Um, and then yeah. obviously in the um, 
second film, the Aliens film, they're they're terraforming the planet, obviously for, and maybe that was one of the reasons that there was, you know. Well, I don't know if that would be though. That would probably wouldn't that be more in the presumption that they thought they'd make a sequel. Yeah. Well, there's we'll get into it, but there's quite a lot of things that are kind of unexplained. Now they don't really need to be explained for the mil- the film to be so good, but I just took it as there's a couple of wee so- slots that if they thought a, a sequel was going to happen, that they were kind of laying the foundation. That was my personal opinion, but um, yeah, there's a couple of wee wee things in there. Okay, I always I always thought it was originally made just as a one off without a, a sequel in mind. It was, I think, but I do think that they had such a talented group. Behind it, they knew how to merge them pretty well. Um, yeah. Um, but can I say as well, I absolutely love the um, the, the aliens who originally encountered them on the planet. You know that are sitting in this big sort of um, you know room, this big the cavern, space jockey. Yes, yes, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which uh, they look absolutely fantastic. We'll eventually. We'll eventually get to meet them, and we'll talk about Prometheus soon here. Um, yeah, so we you, you got Dallas and Ripley are the two kind of main characters, and you've got a series of other ones. The great thing about Alien is that you've got pretty much five characters, I believe, something like that. And yeah, it's yeah. so it's not you don't have you're not given all these backstories, you're not given all these characters you got to follow. It's pretty much just you know you got the two kind of stoners, uh, Yafakoto and the great Harry Dean Stanton. Yeah. Um, Veronica, Veronica, you got Veronica Cartwright, Cartwright. yeah, which scared is nice. all the time. <laughs> Just you know, always look scared. Yes, every movie, whether it's Invasion of the Body Snatchers or uh, Witches of Eastwick, the birds. That's right. She always has that look. Yeah, like- <laughs> She's good in the X Files as well. She played the ex-wife of the cigarette smoking man. Really? Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. That's, that's oh yes. Yeah. You mean Cancer yeah. Man? Yes, Cancer Man. Yep. Cancer she. Man. Yep. She played his ex-wife, Cassandra Spender. Yeah, Sigourney Weaver's uncle was in Birds, Hitchcock's Birds that she was in as well. Yes. pretty cool. Was she? Yeah. There you go. Sigourney Weaver's uncle, yeah. Yeah. Small, small world. Um, One of the the, things, sorry, Karen, one of the things I picked up, which like from the very start of the film, which I just, it instantly drew me, is the set design. It was like, unreal. It's that just, is so funny you say that. Yeah. Oh, wow. It, it is. It's so funny that I literally have that in the beginning. The whole, it's weird because the the opening scene is, it's just a pan of the ship. Um, kind of a tour, but it's all in the dark. And it's amazing how the ship almost replicates the, the exoskeleton, the exoskeleton of the alien itself or the planet yeah. it comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys catch that? Yeah. I, oh, I, go ahead, Trevor. Sorry, go ahead, Chris. Yeah. Um. What one of the things that I felt, and you mentioned it here as well, with the, there's a smaller number of people, so you don't need the loads of the backstory. One of the things that I actually think goes that kind of helps with it is when we are entered into the film, they're just coming out of cryosleep, so you're 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 kind of on the ship, the only one awake on the ship at the very start of the film, and you're kind of introduced to them as a, I almost take it as like a, a member of the ship already. Do you know what I mean? So you don't yeah, need that. Yeah. You don't need that um, backstory into every character because 
it's almost like you're getting them from them created you know that they get that's the first moment you see them as them coming out of the crowd state which i think works really really well i, I, I love I that love, yeah i love also how they're all blue collar workers on like most science fiction if not all science fictions before that they're all very blue collar they're just there for their pay you know yeah. this sort of thing and it's a gritty um spaceship you know it's there's no no frills <laughs> and and you were talking about the set design as well um did you know that actually in the end credits the milk board of britain is thanked because a lot of those sets were made yeah. with milk crates yeah and old milk crates yeah uh, one one of the other things that i read as well was that ridley scott pushed the walls of the sets of the of the you know the the kind of corridors every day yeah. during filming he pushed them slightly closer together to give you that claustrophobic feeling toward as the film went on and for the, the actors, actors to feel more yeah, claustrophobic yeah, as, yeah. as well, yeah. It's just so, it's like it's just like wee tiny things like that to add a wee element of natural fear and actors is just superb. Like it's just so yeah. well thought out. Um, yeah, the ship definitely plays a character, um, mm-hmm. and it becomes its it becomes the crew's worst enemy. Yeah, because it's a yeah. it's a great hiding cat and mouse game. It's a great hiding place for the for the alien to play a little I, cat and mouse in. I tell you what's the worst. I tell you what's the worst. Mother's room. How many lights are in there? And do oh they all God. do they all link to something? <laughs> like you know, oh, like yeah. like oxygen is just a wee light flickering. You know, is that working or not? <laughs> I don't even know. Did you yeah. notice when she walks in? Um, Mother is kind of the uh, the hub of the spaceship, and yeah, there's a great scene when Ripley goes in there to do her little duty do duty duty thing. Yeah, and do you hear? You can hear Mother breathing. Now I'm sure right? I'm sure it's just air conditioning or whatever yeah. it is, <laughs> aircon. But it, I it think be taken. I think it's yeah. played off. This thing's alive, you know. Yeah. She's, you know, and, and so the artificial intelligence. Yeah, but it but it's got a pulse. It's breathing. Um, if you watch it again, you'll catch it. Um, yeah, I'm sure they're trying to. You know, it could be something like a air vent or something. But I think that's deliberate to give mother more life into her. Well, mo- to be honest. Right? When like mother is the as you said, Karen is the hub of the ship, and if if they're wanting to know anything or if they're wanting to do anything huge during the film, as we'll find out, it's always mother. They always go to mother. Mother, you know, they're either in there doing their wee beep 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 beep, or they're yeah. they're just or they're just on the ship shouting, mother. Yeah, you know, it was when we talk about the the systems, even in, in even in today's cinema. You make these elaborate sets and these cool, and everything they're reading, like you got Dallas, right? And Dallas, who's played by the great Tom Skerritt. I'm gonna throw that out there. I love Tom Skerritt. Yeah, class. Um, he runs up and he sees all these numbers that made absolutely no fucking sense at all. But he's like, "Oh my god, it's a code nine blue five, <laughs> and all it is is four four two five seven. And he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah I got that." And he starts hitting. None of these things make any sense. There's no logic. Sci-fi mumbo jumbo. Yeah, yeah. There's no logic to what, what we're looking at, but we it, believe it. Yeah. If it was yeah, because it's sold so well by the actors. Exactly. If, if it was in today, if this film came out today, the, the, it wouldn't be Mother. It'd be Alexa. Yo, Alexa. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alexa, open the door. <laughs> Funny thing is, do you know who was, was was who turned down the part of Dallas in this? Do you guys see that? Oh yeah, um, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. Yeah. Harrison Ford. Yes, that's right. Um, Stupid yeah. mistake. That would have been awesome. And mm-hmm. Ripley had was it Helen Mirren or was it? Yeah, it was a Helen Mirren went for it, but it her, was Helen Mirren. Her, yeah. her did was it her ex husband or her husband had passed, and she was mourning. 
a death, a relative anyway, and it ended up then Sigourney Weaver went for it or got it or Yeah. There you go. Who knew? Different Indiana Jones and the Queen. So yeah, so they go on this planet. So when they go on this planet, and I will say this, uh, we talked about this before the podcast. We watched the director's cut, and I think they added uh, some, there's some footage to the the spacewalking scene. And don't get me wrong, I, I like it and stuff, but I think it's a little long winded. Um, I do find I almost rather have a little bit more. I know less backstory is better, I suppose, but I'd rather have more development with them rather than this planet, which kind of took. You know, let's let's get let's get back to the let's get back yeah. to the. Uh, I, I like that um, because it sort of gave us a scope and a feel for the alien barren planet. sort of you know that this planet, this atmosphere. Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I I get that to to an extent, but knowing what you're going to see. I mean, in all fairness, I understood why they did it, but the aliens got what six minutes of screen time, I think Four. it is, or something. Four, Four. minutes, yeah. yeah. And and I know, probably for practicality purposes, they really didn't want to show much. A because it was a man in a suit, mm-hmm. and more mystery behind what, what's what's attacking them. I get that, but some of these scenes, I rather have been more put on the ship rather than on the planet. What that that could be just me. What I thought was actually brilliant, especially for the time, and I don't know if you'd agree with me, is the the external viewing of the, the ships. So the Nostromo and then obviously the ship that they take. I thought that was incredible. The Very old, impressive. Yeah, for the for nineteen seventy nine. Yeah. It was it, it wasn't bad. The other thing though that I didn't understand is who taped the Christmas tree lights to the bottom of the bloody lander? <laughs> Did I really pick up yeah. on that? It's just it's like higgledy piggledy. Stop oh, I should see that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but but it is good. Like I, I thought that the the special effects that, that were used were like they didn't ruin it. They didn't ruin. You wouldn't have rather them not being. I thought they were. They were. They, they did. No, they. I watched this in four K, and the effects hold up spot yeah. on. Yeah, I will say apparently this, the, the design ahead, of yeah. the Nostromo ship. It's fucking ugly. I mean that's an ugly looking fucking yeah. ship. It's, but it's meant to be. Yeah, it's I, a I know. Ship. I, I know, but it's not meant to be slick. It, it, it's, a, it's a blue collar mining ship. I, it's meant to be. I know. I sort suppose of cumbersome. I, I wanted my and practical. I I know. It's over a mile long as well. Well, including yes. including what they're towing. <laughs> you you would almost feel unlucky to bump into anybody. Never mind an alien on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Can I say as well? Apparently, um, Ridley Scott was very worried. Um, about you know the appearance of the alien because he he was afraid that it uh, might have appeared to the audiences as a simply a man in a monster yeah. suit and looked cheesy and bad, hence it being kept in the shadows so much. Yeah, and I figured that, and that's why I said I wanted more alien time. But I understand why he didn't want to do it to build suspense. Yeah. Less less is more, but at the same time, practical reasons they didn't have the, you know, unfortunately CGI enhancements they could do now. Which, quite frankly, if you look at the CGI aliens, they look. Not, I think Terrible. this is a lot better yeah, than a 100%. CGI alien. Um, but I, I understood that. There's a great, the best scene I think in the film, and it's the saddest scene, is Dallas. Um, mm-hmm. And in fact, Aliens pays homage to it, where they after the facehugger, obviously we know about the facehugger gets comes loose and becomes the alien itself. Dallas is going to hunt for it. Mm. Don't know fucking why he went by himself, but whatever. 
They, they find out <laughs> that the, the, the creature's using the air docks, right? Yeah. So they got this little beep, beep, beep sensor, which Aliens does the exact same thing. Brilliant. In. Yeah. And great. Good. One of the best yeah. scenes in Aliens, too. Um, but you find out Dallas is all alone. He's like, guys, uh, where is this alien? It's and she's and she's like, it's right on top of you. It's got to be there. It's such an intense moment. You've and he's such a cool, calm leader, but you can you can see Hi. and hear his fear. Yeah, the, yes. the last thirty seconds of his life, and then he goes, no, it's right on top of you, and he turns to Flash, and he gets the alien reached out and grabs him. Um, such an effective scene. Yeah. Um. What a, I, and and I, in the yeah. in the director's cut when he reappears later on in this nest like oh. thing, that's also quite emotional as well. I, I think uh, I think quite the opposite. Terrible, terrible. terrible. yeah. They ruined yeah, it. It's, it. It's also referenced in Alien Resurrection with Brad Dourif. Yeah, yeah, but the, where he ends up in a similar nest. Yeah, but the only uh, reason yeah. really Scott put that back in, he said, was because of aliens. Because aliens references it a lot. Obviously, in the in the down the bottom, I won't get into aliens, but. You know what I'm saying? They, they retconned it. They, yeah. So they ha- he says, okay, we may also put this back in. So at least we're planting the seed for aliens. Um, but yeah, but so, yeah. they re- aliens retconned alien a little bit, but then alien like sort of fixed it up with the director's cut. The the difference yeah. as well between them was that in aliens, the alien, the, in aliens or the second alien movie, the aliens are taking the and putting them in this nest for the facehuggers then to get them whereas in alien it was actually meant to be that they were getting cocooned to be turned into eggs which doesn't really and yes. and that's why when you see oh is it um is is it brett you see brett's the second one he's actually more cocooned than yeah. egg obviously he was taken earlier um yeah. which i don't like but get getting back to your point about the caring about the um the scene with Dallas, I agree. I I'm in suspense, and and it's he kind of goes in all you know macho macho, and it's a gradual slow turning affair before he says, "Ryan, get out of here." Yeah. See if you watch it again, right? And just listen to Lambert's instructions. There is not one. It's coming from your left. It's coming from your right. It's just, it's coming, it's coming right at it's you. It's all sweat. It's, it's coming right at you. And he's looking up, down, left and right and being like, he's like, what way? <laughs> Get somebody, and everybody else is going, she's right. She's 100% right. <laughs> Give me like, some direction. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Am I going the right way? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think it was. It would have been a big shock for audiences at the time as well for someone who has been, uh, you know, at the beginning, um, who, who they would have be- believed was going to be the leading man who would be there right to the death, to be killed off so early. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, the, yeah. the only other time I can really think of that um, happening was um, with Hitchcock's Psycho, when Janet Lee is killed off, um, you know, after the first, um, you know, act. Yeah. Yeah, uh, no, yeah. 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 Because uh, Thomas I'm Garrett, s- yeah, he was pretty much uh, the leading guy. Because uh, at that time, Squinty Weaver was pretty much a no-name. Be fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she was unknown. Um, so the alien film, she wasn't uh, number one in the credits as well. Only alien film that mm-hmm. she's been in, she hasn't been number one in the credits. Did, Karen, tell me this as well, Trevor. You, I'm, I'm, I'm even this at Karen because he, this is one of his favorite scenes. Okay. Yeah. Did you think that Dallas's actual, the crescendo where the aliens almost looking a hug? Do you think that could have been done differently? Like maybe him being. Like no, n- nothing. Maybe a, a shadow of an alien, and I'm being dragged away. I thought that I thought to give 
to give a full frontal, quite bright shot of the alien in that kind of a pose wasn't really fitting with what I expected. I, I'd, I'd came to think of, it's almost like a stealth killer. And, 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 and actually, with mine, my favorite probably death, and this is Brett's, and I know they've, it changed a bit during the, um, the director's cut, but the stealthiness of it where it comes down behind him quiet, yeah, and then he yeah. turns it's pure uh-huh. and, and and even the room that it's in with the chains like you're hearing the chains jingling you're hearing the water dropping but you do not hear this alien at all do you know I, yeah I, it's it's yeah because it's all the water dripping and the chains are, i know that's it's hiding it's my camouflaging yeah it's a great scene because what i like about it is when brent gets it he's almost crying it's yeah. a tough it's a tough yeah. death because he's such a likable character um, and so when he gets it, he's moaning and screaming and in, in, in pain. It's it's a it's an awkward, it's a yeah. it's a disturbing little death. And he's away um, in a yeah. flash. It has him away in a flash, which yeah. obviously is why um, Parker knows how big it is because it's Parker knows the only way it could have gone is up. So if it's managed to take Brett up, this thing's big. And yeah. I think I think that's when the realization of this isn't that we. You know, scrawny. We think it was run across a table that we're we're dealing with here. This is that we can catch in a net. This is a something a much monster. bigger. Yeah, but I I I just felt that that scene with Dallas. I felt that very one of the very very small details I thought that could have improved was that day. I would have rather been more. And yes, it was stealthy in a, in a way, but I would rather him almost have been looking one way and then you seeing him just like dragged off. You know what I mean, and maybe a shadow. Yeah, and that's it. yeah. I I don't know. I disagree. The reason I I hear what you're saying, it's like, hello, give me a hug, <laughs> but it's so quick. It's just a flash because he's it's coming from his light. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it works. Um, I I can see your point. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know. I like it. It's the first real look at the monster. Yeah. Um, and so they did it with Dallas, which I thought was kind of a cool send off. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think we should talk about the most famous scene in the film, um, which a lot of the actors, actually none of the actors knew what was going to happen, Yeah, which is the chest bursting scene. Can I just, um, just on, uh, on this note, apparently the actors did actually know that something was going to happen, but they just didn't realize the intensity of it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. 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 And, it yeah, and the blood splatting over their faces and stuff. It, apparently it didn't work properly as well. Um, it the, it was meant to burst out of the chest in the first kind of go, and didn't, and that's why you almost get the if you watch the film, everything stops, it it goes to burst through, and then it you see the blood on the t shirt, but it doesn't get through the t shirt. Everybody yeah. everybody kind of stops for maybe a split second, yes. and then it comes through, and then everybody kind of goes back. And apparently, <laughs> yeah, apparently it was due to come out the first time, but then. It just worked. They put it. They kept it in because it worked. It was kind of like, what was that? It kind of was. That's the way it was. But it was actually the, the actors were like, "Is this? Was that what happened?" So, yeah. so, I think it works because yeah, it, yeah. it almost makes the actors. It's more realistic. Yeah, mm-hmm. the actors pause like they're in shock. What are we witnessing here? Um. So, but it also looks like the aliens actually struggling to get through his stomach. Then, yeah, you know, so it totally great, works. Yeah. 
better. Yep. Can I ask uh, you can I ask you post something as well now that we've got to this point? Okay. This is now the third alien that we've seen in this movie. Okay. Because you, number one, you've got the space jockey that um they did kind of a creepy close up with when they were walking away mm-hmm. from it. So you're kinda of like, is this the alien? Is it something to do with this? Yeah. Then you've got the face hugger. And the face huggers obviously then you know there's kind of a drama about what's going on with the face hugger, how do we get it off? It's got acid for blood. And you're thinking, is the is is the ship gonna be being infested by these things? Then you've got the chest burster, which is probably different to the main alien itself. You don't see any of them coming. I think that's what this film does really well that other films might differ on. Other films almost kind of build you up to where you go, right, whoa, something's, something big's going to happen here. They're predictable. Yeah, whereas yeah. The, them sitting around eating dinner, I didn't. I didn't see it. I don't know about you, but I didn't, didn't expect coming. anything coming like that. Do you know what I mean? So... But I just thought it was something that they keep doing and you never really, like it's called Alien and yet we've seen yeah. three different ones and it's, you're always on edge, like what's what's going to happen? Is something going to happen now? And I thought that's one of the things that the film keeps you just right there, just waiting for something. You don't know what, but something's going to happen. Well, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of like piggyback on that. Yeah, you got the alien they're dealing with and then we're throwing the curveball that um, uh, we have Ash. Our, we have Ash, the rogue robot. I was just about to say yeah. that um, um, as great as the chest bursting scene is, and as shocking as it is the first time you see it, in my opinion, the twist with Ash is an even bigger and more effective twist. It's like when once you see all the, like the fucking essentially milk or sort of you know yeah. the the white liquid running down his face, and stuff, you're going, what yeah. the fuck's going on? And then that whole yeah. scene is just intense and it's crazy, and you're just going, what did I just watch? You know? Yeah, and, yeah. And, when, he, when he tries to he tries to uh, pretty much choke her with a magazine. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 still an effective scene. Even and again, going back to visual effects, it still holds Brilliant. up. It's pretty well done. <sighs> Rebooting him. How good was that? The head on the table? Yeah. Obviously the yeah. head through the table, but how good yeah. was that? That was so good. But um so, yeah, I agree. I again Trevor didn't say a common like oh, oh you know powerful stuff it. like yeah. Yeah, really, really good. Um we're we're talking quite a bit about the film, what works, uh, but I've got some big no nos. Um and I I would love him to cut to edit them. I'm gonna call Ridley Scott and tell him I want him out. <laughs> they ruin the deaths of Parker and Lambert. Yeah. Um, Parker and Lampert are in a room, and obviously the aliens in the room. They ruin this scene, and it's beautifully shot. Can't argue. It's quick cuts. You know, it's attacking both of them at the same time, technically. But they put on this score, this Indiana Jones esque theme <laughs> during this horrific, you know, assassinate or this attack of these two main characters. And it's ruined by this this overture. That's I think it's Jerry Goldsmith or James Horner. James Horner, who did the score. Nothing against James Horner, but this should have been cut. That should have been done silently. Yeah. Yes. Because at the same time, you've got the alarms going off. And just you know, the Castaway. I, mean, I know I'm going all way outside the box here. Castaway of Tom Hanks had no score. It was just him on the island. So he had the wind and the you know, the the waves and and stuff like that. Right. 
this should have just been played with the, with the sound effects of the alarm and the alien attacking them. And then as Ripley can hear them being attacked on the speaker. Yeah, that's But it's That's ruined. your score. That's, that's your, your score. score. But that's they ruin it with this overture. Like, I'm waiting for Lone Ranger to pop out and go, hey, oh, Silver. I, I didn't mind the score, but I agree it would work better um, without it. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, I'm not saying the score in general for the credits and, you know, stuff like that. I'm talking I don't like the deaths, certain scenes. <laughs> there, and you just took away from it. You took away the intensity with an anthem, <laughs> and it just didn't work. You shouldn't have done that. You should have kept it with the sounds of the ship. Yeah. I, if, we're, if we're getting on the stuff that I, I don't like, one of the biggest things that frustrates me in the film and it's it probably i know overall it's quite a minimal small thing but it just frustrates me is uh after the um after the chest burster the way it moves across the table like it's on wheels and i know again Space talking, yeah yeah you know the hat the hat coming off and the, and the dancing but i just felt that they could have done something different there to make it even more like a a snake movement yeah. or uh you know it looks like it's just on wheels and, and somebody's had yeah. like a remote control yeah yeah and it and, and it's knocking everything off the table and i just felt even and i know it's you're talking like 1979 here there's probably not much they can do but they could have done it a little bit differently because at at that stage you know it it does seem like a vulnerable kind of all right, it's burst through this guy's stomach and kind of gives that high pitched squeal. But it just cheapened it a bit. It made it almost vulnerable. Um I would have I would have preferred it to even be on all fours at that stage or something more animal animal like or vicious like, do you know what I mean? But um well, that kind of frustrated me. I hear what you're saying on that one, but I give that one a pass. I exactly know what you're talking about. It does look a little cheesy, like the space balls. Yeah. Um but I kind of liked it. I'm giving it a pass because you you nipped it you right in the head there, where it's vulnerable. It's like a little baby, a newborn baby. Yeah. So it so it's scared, and then you're like, okay, what's and then then this thing turns into a fucking, you know. I kind of like that because they're like, what are we dealing with? Okay, well let's go find it. They don't realize what yeah. what this little baby is going to turn into. Yeah. Um, so I kind of give it a pass with that, but I understand what you're saying. The way they handle it, it looked a little cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's, it actually, see what you're saying there as well, Kieran. It's the life cycle of the alien is meant to be very short. And that's what I think they had in mind when they were doing the film. And the fact that that's why they can get it to evolve so quick and get so big. And they've actually got it that it actually slows the alien is meant to slow down as the film goes on, and not to get into the end of the film now, but it it um it's almost like it's it's dying in the end, and it's you know it's hiding, it's away, it's slowing down, and and apparently it was that this was to come the life cycle, and one of the things that they could have done was that the alien then cocoons and turns into an egg itself, so. That probably, again, Trevor said there about it being a wee baby, both said about being a baby. It gives it that, it, it kind of ticks the box that it can evolve so quick. So that's probably, yeah, a good analogy. The, the, yeah, it, no, go for yeah, it. Yeah. Later on, there's another analogy with the um, alien, you know, the xenomorph, um, as basically um, a sex attacker, a rapist. 
um, because it was filmed with it hiding in the shadows as it watches Sigourney Weaver on dress, you know, once she's the last woman standing. You know, so there, there's that sort of metaphor there as, as it's sort of watching her on dress and it's essentially a sex attacker as well. Although, although it's not really, it's just sort of, they're just sort of suggesting that, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, I consider it's just a teenager at this time, so it's just curious, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> <laughs> but that, no, but, but that, you're right. Yeah, it it yeah. does give you, um, like we talked about the death of uh, was it Brett, uh-huh. where yeah. he finds the skin first. Yeah. So you know it's shedding, and the skin's a lot bigger than what it looked like on the kitchen table <laughs> a few hours ago. Um, so you knew it was definitely more metamorphosizing and getting bigger. So as as Ripley is last one survivor, she's going to blow up the ship. This is where I kind of piggyback on what you just said, Chris. She goes into the slow ship and she she takes uh, Jones with her, the cat, and <laughs> she gets every, all ready to go. And then she realizes as she escapes and the, the, the spaceship blows up, she thinks she's safe, but clearly the alien's in there. And this is kind of piggyback on what you were saying, Chris, about it might be dying because it just sits there. Yes. Yeah. It knows she's there. She screams. It's not moving. It won't move. It's it's hiding like it's fragile. Yeah. Um, and it took until the steam. She uses the steam yeah. to um to get him out of the the hiding spot because she does scream initially. It sees her, and it just kind of goes back into the fetal position. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it gives her time to put on that space outfit, and uh, obviously it's death by opening up the doors and. Phew, Sucking it out into these into space, but that does beg the question: of What you said, Chris, about is it in a vulnerable state right now, and should we have caused something where this alien has gotten weaker? Yeah, because it shouldn't have. Because, because it's the perfect organism. It, yeah, yeah, or give it, or because I I didn't understand why it would once you saw her, it would have got up and go, okay, bitch, let's it, go. It was done for. I yeah. think it was personally. I believe it was done for dramatic effect to drag it out. Okay, so. Okay, nothing behind it then. Yeah, but, um, well, I, I, yeah. I, I did read that um, Ridley Scott wanted it to be the to come across as the life cycle of the alien was short, and right. that's why um, it's so much quicker at the start of the film. And as the film goes on, it does get slower. And then by the end of the film, as Kieran says, it's almost like a. Do you know the way some animals when they're going to die, they go and hide? Yeah, yeah. They go up it's kind of that kind of yeah. yeah. It's kind of that idea in it and and one of the thoughts behind it was that it could then cocoon itself and become another egg uh or an egg could be in it um but yeah i one of the things that i'm gonna say and I, i'm actually gonna put this one out to the audience listening and uh, get onto the facebook and, and get the and, and get the comments in on this how many other people in uh ripley's kind of state and uh with everything going on that she is i think she's at this stage she's just decided to blow up the ship and maybe in a countdown timer many people out there <laughs> decide to then go and look for your cat <laughs> because i'm sorry but i wouldn't be <laughs> well a lot of, no no uh, you know there is a bit of um you know there is people i know i know exactly what you're saying and a lot of people have raised that question but I mm-hmm. think Ridley Scott answered that, you know, to the critics of that by saying, I own dogs, and trust me, if there was a fire or whatever, he would basically sacrifice his own life for his dogs. Yeah. There are people who would, you know, um, do that for their pet animals, and, you know, they love their, their pets so much. But I get what you're saying, you know. Um, yeah. So I suppose you can explain it away with that. 
You know, he yeah. just loved cats. Get, get the audience think, into the comments. He, get the right one on. Well, yeah, because you want the audience to root for her even more. Because yeah. you know, you you live in a generation in, in the late seventies, eighties. You root for the bad guy, <laughs> and um, I think they make her make her more human. Because the, of all the characters on the ship, she's the toughest. Believe it or not, yeah, she was the one who says did not want to let the organism on the on the ship. Yep, didn't want to let Joan Hart in. This, yeah, this is and something's wrong with Ash. Yeah. So she's the one who was probably more alert than anybody. Mm-hmm. So to give her that little vulnerable state to get the cat, you kind of put her down to a more of a level of likability rather than this badass bitch. Mm. So I think that's why they kind of played on that a bit, which I I can appreciate. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, again, when the alien finally decides to come out of its hiding as it's dying, this, which, which makes more sense as we talked about, Chris. But again, the fucking music. <laughs> kicks in. Oh, look, Lone Ranger's here again. Oh, look, it's Superman. He's flying to help me. Fucking take away the score. Yeah. Mo- this, there should be no score in this film. Mm. It should be this, the sound effects, sound effects, sound effects. Stop it. Stop with the anthem. I, Jesus I Christ. Think- I was waiting for Queen to show up singing We Will Rock You. <laughs> well, it, it definitely well, would improve the film without the score. Yeah. Well, the yeah. who, the who were involved in yeah, this film. I heard, that. I heard about yeah. that one. Yeah. They, uh, they, uh, they give. They were doing in the studio next door. I think they were doing something, and they had uh, these lights at the reason, and they are the lights that you see at the start of the film across the the top of the uh, the face huggers pods. Right. Yeah, I think I think I might have read that in IMDb yeah. or something. Yeah. So the who were involved. Yeah. <laughs> Pinball there wizard. Who are you? Who who? would have been a perfect theme song. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. that would have been good at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Pin- Roger yeah, as well. Then, f- <laughs> then a fucking anthem going. Um, uh, yeah, but you know that's pretty much a wrap on Alien. Um, now with Alien, um, I'm I'm gonna ask you guys final thoughts real quick, but I'm sure it goes without saying. Chris, your final thought on Alien. Uh, definitely in my top three films ever. Um, I absolutely love the sci-fi horror of this film. Um, I love that you're constantly on the edge of your seat, not knowing if something's going to happen, if you know where it's going to happen, how it's going to happen. Uh, I think the 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 character that gets the best development in the whole film is the alien itself you see it from birth to death um it it's if i was to sum this film up in one word it would be fear it's just it, it yes we've touched on those things that that would improve this film i agree with the what you're saying about the score as well karen it's very minimal things in my eyes. Like this film just is ahead of any, you know. Maybe, maybe if we're talking alien films, uh, the thing comes close. Uh, I just don't think that this could ever be done again. And I know they're talking about um, rebooting it. And Karen, me, and you have discussed that. I I just don't know how they could ever get it to this level. I think it's a masterpiece. I think a lot of people, Dan O'Bannon, Ridley Scott, uh, Geiger, all the, the, to get them together was a flash of brilliance that could possibly never be replicated again in this kind of a a, a, a film or the, the this genre. Um, and you know, th- this to me, this is a masterpiece. 
in 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 film and it just it it will always be one of my all-time favorites and even go on and i know that um not many films that do sequels there's a few out there but not many have a a sequel that's you know up there i think the second film is a quality film as well but down a completely different route and it doesn't come close to the horror of this this is like i would almost put this in with your um halloween's murder in the corner with the knife where you get to see the shadow this is this is that this is just pure fear i i love i love it it's cool it, it, i love it cool man um so chris doesn't like it <laughs> um trevor what do you got yeah I, I agree with pretty much um most of of chris's points haunted house in space although if i had to describe it in one word my word would be tension I think it is a masterclass in tension. Um, you know, great characters. I love the grittiness, the, the realisticness of it. Um, you know, it, it, it's one of the, the all-time greats. And I, I'm generally a fan of, of the series as a whole as well, including the less popular ones like Alien 3 and Alien Resurrection. I think Alien vs. Predator is shit. I haven't seen Alien yeah. vs. Predator <laughs> Requiem, so I can't comment fairly on it. Um, but, uh, you know, Don't. it doesn't get great reviews. Um, but yeah. although out, out of the original four, um, I would, I would, you know, the first one is the the best by far. I know Aliens is great as well, the second one. But as Chris was saying, it's a very different type of film. Um, I love the third one, love the fourth one. Uh, I even quite like Prometheus, you know. And um, Alien Covenant was just all right. But you know, um, yeah. But you know, th- this is one of the greats for a reason. As Chris was saying as well, just to echo that. Um, the sort of niggles that I would have are so tiny, I w- they're not even worth mentioning. So, yeah. All good by me. Yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah, I think we're all going to be, you know, up. You know, aliens the go-to. It's not my favorite, believe it or not. I, uh, sci- uh, see, there's always this argument, uh, like Terminator, Terminator 2, Alien or Aliens, right? Yeah. My whole argument is Alien is sci-fi horror, Aliens is sci-fi action. Yes, of yeah. course, yeah. They're two <coughs> yeah, different genres, so you can't yeah. compete them. Terminator, sci-fi horror. Terminator 2, sci-fi action. 100%. Um, so let's get that debate out the way. Yeah. <laughs> They're different films. And Terminator 1 is but also fuck. a slicer horror film as opposed to science fiction. Uh, exactly. But but I'll tell you now, Aliens is fucking brilliant. That's one of the greatest yeah. action films ever produced. Yeah. Um, but Alien is probably my second uh, my first one's going to be the thing. Um, nothing will touch the thing. Um, it is the best sci-fi horror, but Alien is is, is obviously way way up there. Yeah, spot on. It's got some quirks I don't like, uh, which we're not going to go over again. But I love the characters, and you got to know them so fast. Um, Chris, you mentioned about being part of the ship in the beginning. You, you're spot on because you become kind of the crew member. It's yep. just an onlooker, um, and. It is fast-paced. Um, it doesn't let up. Um, it's great actors. You know, Harry Dean Stanton, Yaffa Koto, yeah. Tom Skerritt, Sigourney Weaver, Veronica Cartwright, Ian Holm. I mean, the list goes... I mean, it's just... I mean, I could list them off there. I'm not looking at anything. I just remember them. They're just good actors who went on to be uh, mostly character actors, but good actors you like to see in cinema. Um, there's another film that came out a few years away after this and after the thing. You don't get many good sci-fi horror. I'm going to tell you that right now. I can't really list a lot of them. 
A lot of them are I shit. One. But I hate- there's one that came up that's brilliant, and it's called the Event Horizon. Yes, I was just about oh, to say it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The Event Horizon is yeah. probably the third best high, uh, sci-fi horror Alien, film. We'll Alien definitely get to it. Yeah. yeah. If you, um, you guys haven't seen it, see it, because we're going to review it. Because the director's oh, cut's really finally getting made, or getting released, so we're gonna probably rewatch it and definitely add it to our collection. Because we've talked the thing, we've talked Alien. Now we need to talk Event Horizon. But uh, that being said, it's 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 kudos across the board. I liked Aliens. Obviously, I loved it. I liked Alien Three. I thought it got a bum rap. Um, mm-hmm. Alien Four was shit. Um, Alien versus Predator never happened. <laughs> and Prometheus, I loved it. I yeah, thought it was a really like great take. Yeah. I thought it's really misunderstood. I think people want to see aliens flying out, but this is—we talked about the birth of the alien in this one. How it went from you know egg to the chest to forming its own uh, what's it called the xenomorph, yes. mm-hmm. right? Well, the Prometheus is how it became a xenomorph, yes. um, and that's what that movie is about. And then I liked—I really enjoyed actually Alien Covenant. Yeah, I did um, sadly. We won't get a sequel, probably. Michael Fassbender uh, is fantastic in both of those films, Prometheus uh, and Alien Covenant, as David. Yeah. 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 You know what's funny? David, uh, you got Ian Holm as Ash, you had Bishop, Lance Hendrickson, and you have uh, Michael Fassbender, all great, great performances and as playing the android um, in all those films. Um, but listen, the Alien franchise is still fun. I don't think it's a really fucked up franchise. I think it's pretty solid um, as a whole. I actually enjoy all the films. Y'all have something to add to the table. Resurrection, like I said, I'm not a fan of, but it does have some cool scenes. I mean, we're all going to agree Alien is the go-to. Uh, anything else you guys want to add? We're going to wrap this one up. No? That's good to be back. Good. Yeah. yeah. Good, good to have you back, good. Chris. Yeah, cheers. Enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, guys, listen, um, follow us on Facebook as you all been doing. Our followers have picked up. And we're also on Instagram, uh, citizen frame underscore podcast. So hit us up and uh, we'll be up next with critters. Yep. <laughs> well, we're going to do another little fun creature feature from the 80s. And then we're going to start diving into Marvel. We got the Evil Dead coming up. Hey, what's going on, Phantasmagoria? Um, the there's going to be two issues coming out over the next couple of weeks. There's going to be a Ramsey Campbell special coming up very soon, and then after that, it will be the next issue of the regular sort of you know magazine issue number eighteen. Cool. So it's all going to be happening over the next couple of weeks. Happy days. Perfect. Keep busy as usual. All right, guys, that's a wrap on Alien, and we'll be chatting with y'all or. Not chatting with you, but you'll be listening to us while we're chatting with each other. <laughs> so, <laughs> I really fucked that up. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good have night. Have a great one, guys. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.